So wake me up. This is JB for breakfast. <laughs> I've been mentioned before in the news, I hadn't heard about this story till then. Uh, so thank you very much, Michaela. Uh, they had a story in there about the uh, Australian flag being projected on the Swiss Alps mm. for our like coronavirus bits and pieces, which is kind of like because well, of coronavirus, we get our flag projected on the Swiss Alps. It's a little weird. I mean, the they, they did also put the Italian and the U and the US flag on there, but yeah, in the grand scheme of just coronavirus, we're, we're on the same no, level. No, we way off. You know, I mean, it's affected us, no doubt about that. But you know, we're well and truly down the list of countries when it comes to you know deaths and cases. You're right. I just don't under. I mean, I'll we'll take it. I'm not telling. I'm not saying to the Swiss diplomats, take our flag off your mouth okay, at any so time. Okay, so I don't think it's just. It wasn't just China, Italy, and the United States. So, the person who's running it saying that, um, I think it's been for almost a month. They've yeah. been illuminating the Matterhorn with different symbols, and they've done flags from lots of countries. And it was Australia's turn. Ah, so right. So I think just to clarify, it's not like oh. The poor US, Italy, yes. Spain, Australia. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't think we're on the same. No, way off. No, I think they're just sort of doing it as a to like show solidarity. So they're just showing multiple countries' flags as a every like a, every flag gets on there. Well, I think most of them. The Swiss are just being like, we see you, and we love you. Poor Antarctica, because I think that's the only continent so far that hasn't been hit with coronavirus. Yes, poor they won't get their flag up on there. I mean, honestly. A couple of research scientists down there will be going. I don't all think there are research scientists still down there. Nothing. They've been evacuated. Uh, oh, they probably just kept there in isolation. Not sure. I did see a story a couple of weeks ago, but I think he ended up getting negative. One of the research scientists down there started showing the symptoms of it, <laughs> and the World Health Organization was really concerned that now it had actually spread to the continent of Antarctica. <laughs> Imagine if you were the person. <laughs> That yeah. infected the tiny amount of people on Antarctica with COVID. But here's one for you, though. Okay. You didn't think you, you're in Antarctica. Yes. You honestly didn't think you just had a cold. So wake me up. This is JV for breakfast. <laughs> I know you're still tuned to the right station. You haven't gone over to ABC Classic FM. Uh, this is a brand new segment, Letters from Tamworth, UK. And when I think Tamworth, UK, I think orchestral strings. <laughs> so that will be our background music for this segment. Tamworth or, t- Tamworth or Tamworth's been too easy for you, Annie. Yeah, I mean, it has. I can't lie. So I'm just... Pre- Which is probably a good thing. I think oh, it, it instills faith in our... Yes. You know, audience that I know what is happening (laughs) around Tamworth, New South Wales, which is a good thing considering I'm the journalist. (laughs) And because I still want to do this segment and still like to peruse what's going on in Tamworth, uh, the UK, Staffordshire. Yeah, we are. We're sister cities. Yeah, you want to, I mean, not officially, but are we? Yes. Oh, we actually are. Yeah, we are. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. So, <laughs> I could damn it. I could have done Tamworth or Tamworth. Actually, are we actually a sister city with Tamworth? I, I would have been like Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. We'll play that again next week. No, we're doing a letters from Tamworth this time. Okay, yeah. The best letters from the Tamworth Herald. Ooh. And I love this. This is fantastic. They've had triplets during the coronavirus Aww. lockdown. 
I love writing stories about triplets. <laughs> yeah, well, you could get a job at the Tamworth Herald over there Thanks. and <laughs> off you go. Identical <laughs> twins Ellie and Evelyn and Singleton Ella, because you all have to keep them started with E's, Aww. don't you? Ellie, Evelyn and Ella... They were born prematurely. They were due on May 14, but they were born on March 28. <laughs> we're April 24 now, guys. Yeah, they probably needed some time for the babies to be healthy before they could do us a story. You nailed it. Yeah. If I continued on, it says, The little warrior spent 18 days oh. in neonatal intensive care. Oh. Look at you I go. I just won the segment. Wow. I don't know what the purpose of it was, but I won. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, they spent 18 days in neonatal intensive care and they're happy and healthy. They're now back at home with their mum, Becky Sefton, age 29, and dad, Adam Bullducky, 34, who's a window fitter. I don't know what relevance that has in there, but good on you, Adam. Uh. That would be an essential work at the moment, wouldn't it, being a window fitter? <laughs> Becky said, it's the best feeling in the world. You know what I mean? We're very proud parents. It still hasn't sunk in yet, even though they're three weeks old now. It feels surreal, if I'm honest. I'm truly blessed and lucky to have three happy and healthy triplets. Uh, Adam managed to get a quote in here as well. Oh, yeah. You don't hear that often. No. The dads don't get to speak in these things. He said, I can't actually put into words how proud we are. Aww. That's all he said. Yeah, man, so. a few words, but he doesn't need much to get his message across. They've already got three kids already, so they got six now. Yeah, wow. So, you're looking at selling your Tarago anytime soon, Annie? No. So wake me up. This is JB for breakfast. John 92.9. I'd love to know your thoughts about this. Cadbury Marble is back on the shelves. There's been rumours on and off over the years that Marble Chocolate was coming back, and it has. It's back after an eight-year hiatus. But like all people having a whinge about this stuff, some fans are unhappy because it doesn't taste the same as it used to. They always say that doesn't taste the same as the use. Look, and I, I occasionally whinge about this myself. I think fruish nowadays doesn't taste like it used to either. But people are saying that this new marble doesn't taste like it used to. But there's one thing that I do find the reason why I think it may be not tasting like it used to. Because mm-hmm. I don't think it's the same marble chocolate. I'm pretty sure marble chocolate just used to be the mix of the dairy milk you know, milk chocolate mixed with white chocolate into mm-hmm. a nice swirly pattern and then blocked up. Mm-hmm. But this new marble chocolate now is the milk chocolate and white chocolate mixed together with the hazelnut praline in the centre, mm. which I I can't recall that ever being there with the old marble no, chocolate. No, but to be honest, I just don't... Like, I just don't know. Like, I can't say for sure... Yeah, definitively. ...whether or not it... Yeah. Uh, the uh, the recipe has the recipe changed. They did ask that to Paul Chatfield, who's the head of marketing for Cadbury Australia, and he said the marble team worked hard to ensure we could match the appearance as closely as possible. Many of the chocolate-making team members in our Hobart factory were part of the team that made the original Cadbury marble, and they're passionate about Cadbury and love the taste of marble. They've worked so hard to return to the Australian shelves. So that doesn't really answer our question, Paul, but thanks for being a part of it. Uh, People said that apparently it tastes more hazelnutty than they remember it, and one person 
person even compared it to the Cadbury hazelnut block, which contains whole nuts. So that's where I think this is off. They put the hazelnut yeah. in the centre of it, and that ain't what it used to be. Maybe it's it always it did have hazelnut. Like, I'm looking at other That's articles. A, yes. So maybe it always has had hazelnut, but now it just has more. But also, I'm like, does it actually taste different, or did yes. you just build it up in your head and now it doesn't taste as good? Exactly. Like, I'm just going to doubt you unless you have saved an old block of the marble and you've taste compared. Exactly then right. Then I will listen to you. That's it. It's been eight years. Your taste buds do age in that time. Yes. So anything could happen. 7.39, we're going to have a look at uh, whether the Peel Street Mall, a Peel Street, could ever become a mall. We'll look Ooh. at that next in our McDonald's Mac Cafe coffee break. So wake me up. This is JB for breakfast. Get all up. 92.9. Armadale Council earlier on in the week in one of their council meetings uh, ended up extending the Beatty Street Mall for another five years so that uh, it stays as a pedestrian mall. And I posed the question, and look, the, the council's not going to make any decisions on this at all, so don't worry, but I was just throwing it out there into the ether to see what people thought. If Pill Street would ever become a pedestrian mall, what it would look like, whether you'd like the idea. Just imagine it, okay? We can sit together and just imagine what it would look like Mm -hmm, without mm -hmm. any cars driving down it Mm -hmm. and whether you think it would be a viable option. We got pretty much like... It was was like uh, putting up uh, sandalwood versus jasmine in our air freshener battle. We just got inundated with no's. I would hate it. (laughs) It was like so bad. People didn't even want to imagine it. It was just an outright no. Yes. That was it. No! Can you imagine the nightmare that Cable oh, Avenue would be yes. if Peel Street was closed? Oh, yes. Oh. Look, Adam Adam did imagine it for one fleeting second. He said, where would where would you put all the extra car parks? Good on you, Adam. Good on you, Adam. You're, You're asking thinking. the real questions. Yes, that's it. Anita said we trial it every year. That's very true, and I hate it. I didn't like it. I mean, like, the country music festival is great. I love it. I love what it brings. I don't love the stress of trying to find a park Yes. at that time of year. Beryl said, no, but it needs pedestrian lights in the centre of Peel Street. Too many jaywalkers. The centre of Peel Street? There's, I think in the like, Fitzroy Street area. pedestrian crossings every yeah. three seconds. Yeah. You don't need... No. Sarah thought about it, though, and she said yes. Oh! She said, I think... You're it, wrong, but okay. <laughs> she said, yes, I think it could be good. More room for cafes who have outdoor seating. No bunched up traffic from one end of Peel Street to the other. I think with an open eye and consideration, it could work. From Sarah. I don't think so. More and more places are getting rid of them. Like, I was in Coffs, mm. and they used to have a, the, the main part of Coffs Harbour Drive. That used to be a pedestrian mall, and they yanked that away. You know what? It can only be done, I think, personally, mm. if you plan it to be a pedestrian mall. I don't think you can create a city centre and then make it a pedestrian mall because then you haven't got the necessary infrastructure and services to mm. support it. So, you know, like in um, in Pitt Street in Sydney, like that yeah. was designed as a pedestrian mall and it works. You've got sort of Rouse Hill has one similar. Yeah. So they're the ones I think of and they were designed specifically to be that way. So the streets around it are designed to ensure traffic flow. Yeah. You've got the proper car parking. It works. I think for it, I just don't think you could do it in Tamworth without it being a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh, yeah, valid point. Thank that's you. um, that's <laughs> I got nothing. That's our McDonald's Mac Cafe <laughs> coffee break. If you do, if you are sitting there imagining what it's like, so I was just going to say, Rundle Mall in Adelaide is probably the only exception where they made that into a mall, event, uh. and that's worked really well. But Adelaide, obviously, with its grid city planning, yes, it works okay. It works. So yes. yeah. Um, if you, you want to think about whether Peel Street would work as a pedestrian mall, by all means, jump onto our Facebook page. Love to hear from you. Uh, you can follow links to that one from fm929.com.au. 7.46, that is our McDonald's Mac Cafe coffee break. And, of course, Mac is at the moment. They're shouting any healthcare workers a free small Mac Cafe hot drink or medium soft drink through until May 17. Remember, too, if you run out of milk, or uh, you want some gourmet rolls or muffins, you can grab them at McDonald's at the moment too through their drive through 7.40. So wake me up. This is JD for breakfast. Jody from Tamworth True joins us on the line for something very special that you're doing for the community this Anzac Day. Jody, thank you so much for having a chat with us this morning. You're welcome. Happy to be here. Yeah, fantastic. So, of course, tomorrow it's an Anzac Day like pretty much... Uh, none other. It's pretty much the first time since World War II that unfortunately there aren't any services or marches. But of course, we are urging the community to, uh, you know, stand at the end of their driveway or on the front porch or at their front door uh, to pay their respects. And you've helped uh, out the community with a bit of an interactive map. Yeah, so we partnered with the Tamworth Tech Camp um, to make a map for the town so that everyone can plot their support because we noticed a lot of people in the town kept asking who's doing this, who's doing this, um, and we realised it's really important that everyone publicly wants to say that they're behind the driveway um, vigil, so you can jump online and say that, yes, you're going to do it, and then you can see um, all over town who's going to be standing outside without having to actually go anywhere. Mm. I guess, have you been surprised by this push um, from people to, to still connect with each other, even in this online capacity? Yes, completely. It it wasn't a plan of ours at all. We just sort of threw it out to the community and said, what are your feelings around Anzac Day? What are you supporting? Um, Because we knew that the RSL and we knew that um, radio stations like yours were doing their own thing. So we just wanted to kind of sense what the community was already doing. But the number one thing I noticed was people really proudly wanting to strongly say, we are doing this and we want you to know. And so we thought, well, how do we help Tamworth recognise that with each other if we can't travel. So um, the idea of the map was a really simple thing that you can just plot. Um, And then we've expanded it a little bit. We've had permission from the RSL Brass Band to map where some of their brass band players um, will actually be playing um, in their own driveways. So some parts of Tamworth will actually be able to hear um, the last post live as well. Yeah, which is super awesome. I guess, why do you think it's so important that despite what we're going through, we still make the time to honour and commemorate Anzac Day? Um, I think as Australians, we we never want to lose our history. And just because this year is something very different, um, we are such a proud country that always stands together. And so we're just all searching for ways to to keep doing that. Um, And so people have been just reaching out through the internet, I think, to each other, um, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, if people uh, want to check out this interactive map or be a part of it and mark their poppy on the map, how can they go about it, Jody? Uh, so they just come over onto the Facebook group, Tamworth True. Um, we've actually got a little video they can watch if they want to learn how to do it themselves. Um, and if that's too much for people in town, um, I've just been offering to um, plot them themselves 
So that's all they've got to do. It takes, you know, two seconds and then they can also have a look and see who's in the neighbourhood mm. doing it as well. Fantastic. I absolutely love uh, some of the events that Tamworth Trail put together up till now, but especially this one. It's fantastic to see the amount of support out there for Anzac Day, considering how different it is. And of course, we do urge all the community that are doing the driveway vigils this year to put us on uh, tomorrow morning from 5.30 for our Light Up the Dawn service. We've got the last post and the Odin a minute silence just after six o'clock tomorrow. So Jody, thank you so much for having a chat with us this morning. No worries. Thank you, guys. Thanks, JD. Not a drama at all. And, of course, there are some great events coming out of that Tamworth True Group, and we'll keep you up to date with what they are doing, considering uh, everything that we've gone through at the moment with uh, COVID-19. Exactly. And just on that, if you're not going to be in one of the streets where there'll be a member of the brass band playing the last post, we're actually going to be live streaming that on um, the Facebook page for 92.9 FM and also our sister page, 2TM, as well. So you can check that out and have that playing in the background as well if you would like to. So that's happening from around 5.55am. 8.21 here at 92.9. At Max.